This is your local station. With music, community news and information. All day, every day. 89.3 2GLF. To the Wild West, Kiro Carroll, Chris, Glenn and Steve. A uh, little bit of a late start. We weren't in bed, were we? we <laughs> no, we didn't sleep. To go at 8 o'clock. It's just that we... Technology didn't love us today. Can we, can we blame the weather? Oh, yes. Uh, El, Nino, El Nino wasn't it? I think El Nino struck the system, I believe. Absolutely. It's wet sorry, to te- sorry to tell you, boys, but it's female La Nina. La, La Nina. Bigger and better than, than, than the fella. The more dangerous one. <laughs> is, the, is the rainy one more dangerous than the fiery dry one? Hmm. Hey, Flood, floods and pestilence everywhere. Yeah, but fire water everywhere, that's a shock. Mm. Uh, that's a good question, Glenn. Well, we got destruction this morning because um, our friend um, COVID's got a new friend. Ah, uh, yes, yeah, the 15th letter in the Greek alphabet. They seem to skip quite a lot. I'm going to say, see, your Greek alphabet is causing us a lot of grief. <laughs> It is, isn't it? We had Delta. What, what, what happens when we get to Sulu? Out of interest? Oh. Hopefully not as destructive as the new Om- Omicron one. I just say Omicron does sound like it could kill you, though. I don't know. When I heard this name, I thought it sounded like a like a Windows update. You know? Yes, it's got one of these. It's like, is there a tech session they're going to have? These are yeah. the features of the new virus? Well, we just had Meta the other day, so now we've got Omicron. <laughs> it sounds like a tech company, does <laughs> It does sound end of the world. It sounds like that evil villain off Bond or something, which is, you know, oh, yes. Batman villain or something, you know. Go take down Omicron. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Well, Carol, what do you think of this? It's, take, it's essentially, the World Health Organization said that the current vaccines are, what, useless now? Well, they don't know that because apparently Mm. there's extra protein prongs on on this new one. How they know? They probably said, come into my parlour and come into my parlour and we'll inspect you. But Mm. um, I'm I'm wondering if we've had other variants that they haven't told us about, you know, in between Delta and the new one. (laughs) But, hey, I must admit the World Health Organization did say, while ever, Africa is at 4% vaccination. The rest of us are on a knife's edge. They've said that, so it's just coming to fruition. And the impact on the people in Africa is going to be huge, right? The vaccination rate there is in single digits still, for the most part, across the continent. So I think it's probably slightly better than the rest, but that's, wow. That's not going Lack of vaccines? Like, why aren't all the nations getting together and helping Africa? That's a bit they're helping, them, they're helping themselves first, I think, seems to be the, the situation. Oh. Okay, but if all these and other nations are in such great vaccination numbers, they can't help the other nation now? Yeah, I don't have an answer to that one, so Chris. I, don't I know, it's, it's a radical thought. <laughs> it, 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 it would be a good idea, I reckon. Maybe they give us an AstraZeneca, that was really popular. You've got to remember, gentlemen, that these drug companies are producing these vaccines. They're not being produced by countries. We did for a while, Mm. um, but um, even then there would be cost. So they're not going to produce it. Well, it seems that they're not producing it for nothing for the good of everybody else. Mm. There'll be a cost which the African nations won't be able to afford. 
And apparently, I did read an article the other day. Apparently, there's like, there is some vaccine hesitancy. So normally, Africa isn't too worried about vaccines. Normally, most people will get them when they can. That's how they got rid of things like polio and things like that. But uh, there is some hesitancy there too. Obviously, people getting misinformation from different social media platforms, mm. and that's becoming a bit of an issue in some of those countries. Um, and rolling out some of these vaccines is quite hard too. Some of these vaccines need refrigeration and all sorts of other things, which can be difficult. So uh, they need to sort it, though, because mm. now it's a problem. They've got to close borders up again from Africa. And how do you contain it? And the, the question really is, can they contain it? And well, can they get a vaccine soon enough? And we're back to where we were before. They've even got a case of it in, in uh, Belgium, haven't they? Hong yeah. Kong. So it's, it's on the move. Um, but apparently it's struck in Africa because there's so many people who've been HIV positive that their immune system's down, so therefore it's going in and it's it's causing a variant to really latch on to you. Mm. It's, yeah. just a it's just a breeding ground in Africa. Mm. For how long until our borders are shut again and we're back inside? Well, that's the question of the government, because the government mm -hmm. here said yesterday they're watching the situation, and I thought, well, you can watch it all you like, but it seems like the UK has announced overnight they're closing their borders so, mm -hmm. to, to the African country. So if they don't do that soon, I must wonder, what are they waiting for? Well, Biden's announced that on Monday, America's is doing the same, so I, we usually yeah. follow America. Mm. So yeah. do we think That's Monday? my prediction today. It has to be today they're going to announce it. Surely they couldn't wait another weekend of... Mm. Mind you, there's probably not a lot of people coming from Africa into Australia right now anyway. It's not like a lot of people, like, even though the borders are open, it's only open to residents and citizens and there's probably not as many people coming home from that part of the world. Hong but Kong might still, be a place to watch though. Yeah, and, and Europe as well, because if, if one in Belgium gets out of control, as Europe is out of control right now with the old Delta, you know, the old Delta one, um, they're going to have to do something. That's old news, Glenn. It's all about <laughs> Omicron now. Come on, Sila, you can do it. <laughs> uh, going alphabetically, I, I actually thought there was a new name they made up. I didn't realise it was a Greek alphabet letter, actually. I thought they might have had a naming session to figure out what name to call it. That's weird. Like, what sounds like an evil Bond villain, like you said? <laughs> it, it, it's a good one, I must say. Like, Delta was a bit kind of like, I know she's a singer, but this one, um, you had an ad with that on there. Oh, they could have... Omnicron will kill you. Hey, it could have been worse. They could have called it the uh, Adele variant. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> Is that Delta Greek alphabet number as well? No, no, but that just would have been hilarious. <laughs> she would have been very upset. <laughs> Doesn't take much shots at Adele. Uh, Be speaking of no, <laughs> just make sure you listen to her album or you're, you'd be in a lot of trouble, clearly. Um, I always listen to her album, of course I do. <laughs> It's so great. <laughs> the greatest thing I've ever heard. Um, speaking of being upset, though, uh, Emmanuel Macron is upset this week again. Recently, he was upset with the Australian Prime Minister. Now, Carol, he's upset with Boris Johnson. Yes, What's, he, hap what's happened? Why do, is he upset? It's all to do with the ones who died in a dinghy coming from Calais to Dover, because Boris Johnson says we've, it's got to all be stopped in Calais or the French border. And obviously the French aren't being as effective as they could be because they're actually getting into dinghies and heading to England. So what uh, they're suggesting, uh, Boris Johnson's suggesting, is he sends some uh, Australian police, uh, not Australian, British police and army 
to patrol on the Calais border with the Frenchmen. Well, anybody who knows anything knows that the French ain't going to let any foreigners on their territory. So, well, how's, that, how's that idea going to work, though? Like, even the concept of it sounds weird to me. They don't even speak the same language. Well, no, of course not. But, you see, Macron's upset because Boris sent him an informal letter suggesting that that could be, could be an option. But he also tweeted his option. Um, and, of course, Macron is so upset that, you know, this isn't how you do diplomacy. You don't tweet what your intention is to the masses. So he's upset. He's upset. He was ticked off on TikTok, apparently. <laughs> yeah. yeah. How did Macron reply to him? On Twitter? Or did he say... No, diplomatic <laughs> response. That would have been get, hilarious. <laughs> get the lectern out, stand in front of the lectern, get a microphone, get a press conference, and suck it to him. Yeah. And has Boris responded to that? Hey, Boris is having his breakfast. Who wouldn't oh. know? <laughs> he doesn't know yet. <laughs> I actually think Boris is good for Boris, because actually the French and the British would probably be a win, really, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so uh, we'll have to see how that uh, plays out. Who else could upset the French now? Australia's done it. England's done it. Americans give it a crap, I reckon. Um, yeah, America. Um, someone else not very happy, Jackie Lambie, is very upset this week. Um, she's upset with Pauline Hanson and One Nation. What's I happened? loved, I loved Jackie <laughs> Jackie Lambie this week, she was my heroine. Oh, was I, she? <laughs> I, I thought, Jackie, great. <laughs> she put a smile on my face for a week. Uh, she's, uh, she really let the views and opinions go out, doesn't she? She doesn't care. Well, she's, uh, I actually don't think you could say anything in her view or opinion was wrong. I think it seemed like it was on the money in every sense of the way. Hmm. Uh, it's a, her take on a one nation was masterfully beautiful. You know, they're for discrimination most of the time, but what about vaccines? You're not for discrimination on that? Mm. Huh? Oh, no, but they're happy to give out phone numbers and all that type of stuff, right? <laughs> yeah, well, that, that, was, that was round two. Round one was just brilliant. Like, the round one where Jackie just slammed Pauline behind. So Pauline was behind her on the big screen, and she looked very un unhappy about the situation. And, and Jackie just lam lampooed into the one nation saying, how'd the party discrimination be against making sure people are vaccinated, uh, which she says is not discrimination because it's like a, you impact other people, so you need to get vaccinated. Now, was that plan, does Jackie normally stand in front of a big screen? With probably the person she's whinging about. In front. I don't know, but it was beautiful how whoever organised that. It was just the, a picture of it. The it producer just, would have been like, all right, we'll get Pauline behind you on the camera, and then you can go. <laughs> <laughs> but she's not One Nation. Cause Here's one a bit nation of Jackie. Like, what One Nation is like, and that's what she sort of pointed out, was basically One Nation is all about, you know, trying to cause division and... Good morning. Must have been a pretty torrid time for you once you're... Yeah, exactly. She's um, not afraid to speak her mind, I think, which is why people like Jackie Landy. Even though Pauline Hanson kind of speaks her mind, but people don't like her. <laughs> Ironically. <laughs> um, yeah uh, here's a bit of Jackie Lambie though talking about when her phone number was leaked she's uh, not very happy 
Must have been a pretty torrid time for you once your mobile phone went up on social media. How, uh, how sick, how disturbing were some of the messages you got? Uh, they're actually very disturbing, but, you know, I say, what a pack of cowards they are because they have their no caller ID on. And I think, you know, you're actually quite disgusting. So this this went on all morning yesterday morning. It started to sort of slow down by about 2 o'clock yesterday. I've had that same number for 17 years. I'm obviously going to have to change that now. But really to actually put something up on social media with my phone number on it, I think that One Nation has hit a whole new low. Seriously, this is just disgusting. There is no need for it, Michael. There is heightened tensions out there right now over this whole vaccine and COVID-19 thing. You've seen uh, McGowan out there this morning having to pack, thinking about packing his family up and moving house. You've seen Daniel Andrews under constant threat. Seriously, I mean, honestly, these right-wing nut jobs out there, and there's only a real small amount of them, most of those people, that whether they want a vaccine or not, or what they believe in... She goes on and on like Glenn was saying. She's a... <laughs> Nailed them to the stake. And, and when she says, like, when she talks about... You're not wrong, they're not bad. <laughs> actually, I can't believe she had her phone number available anyway. Like, that's actually... More points to Jackie. Authenticity to give a number out to people mm. to be helpful. Like, you, which, like which MP has the number out there? No, no one now. Everyone's, <laughs> every MP is probably changing the number now. But mm. I, I, that's pretty impressive. She's pretty authentic, you must say. Even though that she did when she entered Parliament, she didn't come across as the most articulate character. Uh, she definitely has learnt a lot in politics, and um, yeah, I must say, I was quite impressed. I, I don't, it's hard to impress me sometimes. And that impressed you? <laughs> well, because like she actually put a number, I actually think she's being genuine, which is, um, and she calls them nut jobs, which quite frankly, you can't get more Australian than that, really, can you? No. Calling nuts as nut jobs. This <laughs> is just gold. Right wing nut jobs. Right wing nut jobs. Even used oh. an adjective. Oh, it's just. <laughs> Political commentary like that, like, oh, we're out of business, Steve. Absolutely. <laughs> she should be hosting. <laughs> I think she should, actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great. No, you got to give it to her, though. It's good that she sticks by her guns and isn't that afraid to... Well, she's the rare... Like, she, I also saw the other day, she actually put on her Facebook, she was like, I want everyone's opinion about how I'm going to vote on an issue. And I thought, that's mm. a very rare but unpolitician thing to do is ask for people's actual opinions. Like, she didn't even really... Just, he was unsure about the voter ID laws and just put it out there. And I was like, wow, can you imagine a politician like a SCOMO or an Albo asking you, what do you think? Yeah, because usually they don't do that. They just no, they they tell you say what whatever they, they like. They say they're for the people, but they're really not. They're for their party, right? <laughs> whatever, whatever the PR person says is going to work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever they saw on the internet. <laughs> Basically, yes. Yeah. No, but it's good that she fights for her rights and what she believes in. And, and I, th I think she understands the word representative and she understands mm -hmm. she's representing someone. Which is really rare in, yeah, in politics. Which, which is really <laughs> radical, is it not? It really is. radical. Can you believe and, that? And if, if everyone's going for the archives, I'm pretty sure we said negative things about um, her in the past. Most I'm likely. Sure but I'm pretty sure that's in the record somewhere on the podcast if, if she wants to go through over the weekend and check us out. But... Um, <laughs> Feel free to do that. <laughs> yeah, feel free to do that. That's okay. I'll be using my time elsewhere. <laughs> no. Ring us up. We've got our phone numbers on. No, we don't have our phone. They don't, they don't ring us up. If you're right, we're not sure, please. <laughs> um, speaking of sticking up for yourselves, though, the uh, New South Wales teachers, they're not very happy. They're going to be striking for the first time in 10 years. Uh, Carol's paid disputes and understaffed and maybe vaccines has to do with it as well, but they're not very happy about this. 
Well, I think they've probably got a little bit of um, pandemic fatigue as well, and mm. and they're thinking probably this is this is a good time to have a bit of a strike because they periodically have a strike for increased wages. So yeah. I suppose they've weighed up the circumstances and thought, well, people seem to realise teachers are important now. Um, parents don't want to be doing homeschooling, so perhaps it's a good idea if we tell everybody how good we are, reinforce how good we are, and we need some money to put up the fact that, you know, put your money where your mouth is, really. Um, we'll take the extra money because we do do a good job. I, I think that's probably what's behind it. That's it, yeah, and after teaching from home because of COVID, they kind of deserve some, some kind of like, I don't know, some kind of thank you for what they did. How do you think it'll turn out, though? Uh, they'll get a little bit. Mm, maybe like 1%. <laughs> I don't know. I think they'll get a bit of support, but, but you know, a, a lot of people will not be happy if teachers strike and, and withdraw their services for the day because what, what are they going to do with the kids for the day or a couple of days? Well, do they just go back and say it's homeschooling again, adults and, and voters? But the thing is with the Teachers' Federation, and I always found this peculiar, I always thought with a union it's one out, all out. If the union calls you out, you go out. But with the Teachers' Federation, and I know this for a fact because I've had the choice, that you can choose whether to go on strike or not. It's not a call out for everybody to go out. Yeah, they expect everybody to go out, but many do not. And I always used to find that offensive because some went out on strike, got the got the money, lost a day's pay for striking, and the people who didn't go on strike still got the same increase. So over the years I used to think, hmm, not really fair. You should be making a declaration that it's everybody out. Mm. Well, apparently they tried to, a few years back, they tried to, after the union tried to, um, get a ruling that they could charge the teachers in you know, other you know, industries to try to fit, which is exactly you know it was that people that get pay rises were not striking because they thought it was unfair too and they wanted to charge them union fees in their own self-interest obviously but then the court said uh, can't really make people be part of a union so unfortunately you do fight for the rights of people that don't have to do anything so she freeloaded there I think hopefully they get what they want yeah. Think it's, yeah, because students are going back. Oh no, they're already back in the schools, but more are going back from next year. So things should be back to normal, unless Omicron takes over. <laughs> Omicron. <laughs> Actually, it sounds like a transformer. <laughs> now that I yes, it does. I think there was an Omicron fish. <laughs> One of the Decepticons. <laughs> I wonder if the World Health Organization, well, they decided that name went. They must have had a team that went. What could go wrong with this name? Who's going to make fun of it? They need a comedian on that group or something, probably, to make sure. It's um, a case of, is it a plane? Is it a bird? No, it's Omnicron. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, not flying anymore. No. <laughs> Hopefully. Um, also this week, the religious bill in the parliament. It sounds like a mess. It still has to go under scrutiny. Uh, does anyone know where it's at? What's happening? Um, is this thing even going to get that far? Carol? Oh, I think it's, it's it's one of SCOMO's big things, right? He's, he's it's on be an election, it. It'll be an election focal point, won't it? It's part of the coalition's problem where they've got two parts of the party, one part of the party wants it, the other part of the party is like, what the hell are you guys on about? 
and it's divisive. Uh, and ScoMo is trying to appease, I guess, the right of his party to put this through before the election, really. Uh, there's maybe some valid points, but then there's all this, uh, I don't know, it, it seems to overcomplicate a simple situation. I think the Cali Cash is out there saying, we've got all these other bills to protect freedoms for racial and all this type of stuff, religion's not included, so maybe they've got some valid points. But uh, the problem is, though, that was pretty funny, as you were saying, um, religious speech is sometimes quite difficult because religious speech sometimes is misused in the public sphere. So um, many people can def- defend themselves behind a Bible or a Quran or a book and say some pretty horrible things. So that's probably where the crux of the argument is. But, so like as Israel Palau as well, that's what that's the, uh, the working well, that's, title that's, of that's, the bill. That's, 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 that's <laughs> basically the Falau bill, basically. Where it's it's from. Bill. Yeah. We're basically, why can't he be a bigot and then also pad rugby union, which... That's a... That's, this is a bit of a valid point there to some extent, but, um, mm. but I don't know. It, it, it does feel like that, um, I guess, like the other issues, which is like, you no, know, it's getting radical. Does a, does a Catholic school need to hire Catholic teachers? Oh, that's it. Hmm. Well, I, I worked in, in in England. You have to have so many religious schools as part of the the whole system. And for a while, I was appointed in a Catholic school, and I was the non-religious component that they had to have. And I remember going in, and it was a it was a Catholic nun who was running the place. And I went in, and I said, I "Have to tell you, I don't have any religion." Uh, oh, she said, my dear, that's that's okay. She said, uh, we just need you here because we've got to have a percentage that aren't Catholics. And I said, oh, so I just do my normal day and and because I was teaching. And she said, oh, just just a few things. She said, when when it's time when they come in, they'll all stand up and you just say hail and they'll do the rest. So I used to say hail and they do all hail and then uh, she said before they have their milk because they had milk, just say hail, hail. About 10 times a day I said hail and they did the rest. So I was I was fulfilling the requirement to have a non-Catholic. So, you know, um, you can get around these things. And I do oh, know how to say the full bit now because I was indoctrinated. So you know more than just the hail bit now. <laughs> That's good. Anything else in the news this week? Um, what about the female police commissioner? Radical forward. Oh, really? Yeah, did you not hear this? No, I didn't. No. Yeah, they've um, got a new, they found a lady for the top jobs role first time ever. Finally. About um, time. Yeah. Assuming women are in the police force at all. <laughs> a radical idea, really, in hindsight. But uh, she's going to make change, apparently, going to focus towards the victims of crime and... Mm-hmm. It'd be a very different change to New South Wales police culture because normally they're a bit, how do you describe it, a sausage bloke fest, I think would be a fair way to call it. They're always you know, bringing the tough guy out or maybe a female police commissioner could be a better idea. That's a bit of change they need. What do you think, Carol? Good change? Well, let's see how long it'll be before she's white-hunted out of the job. Yeah, things go back to how they were. 
Yeah, I mean, they had a female commissioner in Victoria, didn't they? And they didn't give her a very good time. Well, well she had dinner to... at the wrong time. She had dinner at the wrong time, though, right? That's yeah. how they got rid of her in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a bushfire or something, and then they, she was having dinner instead of being in the command centre, and she's not in the command centre, obviously. Really? It's one of these ridiculous narratives of, you know, oh. surely she's got a team of people that can run the whole place. Without yeah, her being the, dinner. Like, well, eat to live. Oh. Well, no, she was having a social dinner, so it wasn't just going to... Oh, okay. Yeah, so I think they were making, like, she was ah. at a nice restaurant and stuff. And, well, it was a, know, family uh, dinner, a family dinner, and she popped in. Yeah. She was hungry. Yeah. Yeah, which I think ah. is, who the hell cares? Move uh, right along. Yeah. Them. Oh, no, but one, one, of those. one misstep, and they try and ruin your whole career, right? Oh, well, hey, okay. we'll, we'll get to cricket later, but yes. <laughs> But in that case, that'd be a more valid point. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get to that in sport for sure. All right. <laughs> um, what about the Gladys comeback? Because what you've heard about the Gladys comeback stuff. Gladys comeback? Is she coming back? Not, she, she might be going to Canberra. Really? Oh, well, that's right. Sky was defending it this week. Sky was... He believes she did nothing problem. wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's it. That bully ICAC that takes down careers and wow. Yes. Who would have thought that terrible bully ICAC that got rid of Eddie O'Beating though? Oh, they're terrible people. They gave such strong advice that took down their lives. <laughs> How ridiculous. But Gladys will probably ridiculous. end up somewhere, right? Well, the thought is she might go for the seat of Tony Abbott's seat of Ringer mm. and to be honest, I think she might have a few followers there, and that could be an option if she doesn't want to go back to banking. Banking pays better, Gladys, is my only suggestion. Got some career advice, but um, wouldn't be surprised. Carol, is that your sentiment? You wouldn't be surprised? Oh, no, no, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. She went too quickly, didn't she? Yeah. yeah. So she's not going to go from being Premier to being, you know, a cleaner in the bank. That's not going to happen. <laughs> no. So, yeah, she. I thought, oh, she's either looking for a board job or she's just waiting for the next election, which is very close in the federal field. Mm. So she won't have to wait very long. She just, If she does stand, she'll just have a little holiday and then get on the hustings. Yeah. yeah. Chris, what do you think? Would you be surprised to see Gladys back? No, no. I wouldn't be surprised here. Mm. I definitely think it's in the work. Yeah, she's definitely got a back end still. Mm. Of course. And could you just imagine the lower house, you could have the two former Premiers of New South Wales, Christina and Gladys. Oh. <laughs> one could be Prime Minister, one could be Opposition Leader. Wow. Be... See it now. Quote me back on that, true. Can we put money on, uh, can we put money on that, possibly? Do we have a time frame? We'll have to write this down. <laughs> yeah, we should do. Ten, ten years. All, all ex-premiers <laughs> seem to go to federal politics these days. Mm. Bob Carr went, I think, as well. Was another one that turned up. Oh, yeah. All right, that's... Um, anything else that's making the rounds? Oh, the Solomon Islands as well. What's happening there? This we turned up for some reason. I'm not yeah. sure. They burnt a building down and then they said we need help. Carol, is that the gist of it? Well, yeah, the federal police have gone over there from Australia to help um, settle things down. Oh. Whatever that means. So who did but they have to I shut think, up? Yeah, I think the real issue is that 
2019, they moved their allegiance from Taiwan to China. Mm. So, um, you know, anything to do with China, we're very interested in, aren't we? Mm. But we're not going to the Solomon Isles to, because of that. No, we're not going because of that. We're just going to restore order. Oh, okay. But we just might look elsewhere while we're there. And well, just be careful. We're just going to restore order. Yeah, and I'm going to the ice cream shop just not to get ice cream too, yes. Right on. <laughs> All right. Just need to look at the flavours, not to eat the ice cream. See if there's anything dodgy going on at your ice cream parlor. Oh, I always checked it out just in case. You know what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, we'll go to some music and then come back. The television looks like it's ready. Yeah, we're time for television. Welcome back to the program. It's time for television. Uh, we're just preparing television. And Carol, Chris, watch anything interesting this week? Uh, the. the- the season finale of uh, Home and Away was this week. And, uh, and any I, drama? Well, look, I've got to say, it would have to be one of the dullest and most boringest season finales I've ever seen. Mm. They've really dropped the ball. So, really? Is that because you've seen everything before and it's just... No, nah, normally they have, you know, a bit of action and whatever, but this, mm. this year it was, you know, just, I don't know, like... Maybe I'm just getting older and I'm growing out of it. I don't know. But, mm. yeah, you know, becoming more mature and not liking that kind of crap anymore. But, right. uh, yeah. <laughs> I love that, getting mature now. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> nice way of saying getting older and wiser, I think. Yeah, that's, well, that's, that's it. You're into the ABC viewing now, Chris. I know. Look what you've done to me. Jeez, you've corrupted me. God. It's a good type of corruption. Yeah, I think I think Chris, you're getting jaded because you've had a lot of the same, haven't you? I mean, you know, yeah, so, the same old, so yeah. you're looking for something that will stimulate you intellectually. Yes, exactly. Good words. <laughs> That's all right. Wow, you make, you make I, it I, sound I, like he's he's found gold. Well, well I have. I'm only yeah. I'm only using my powers of observation, yeah. and and Chris has admitted that. He didn't get there. Now, I'll just tell you a program you can start to watch. Okay. You probably don't know about Vera and all the the detective series on the BBC, Chris, but on Friday night at 8.30, there's a program called Endeavour. Now, Endeavour is the name of Morse when he was younger. Well, his name was Endeavour because he was um, his mother was a Quaker, so she called him Endeavour. So it's young Morse. And the, next, the, the, the new series started last night. So there's about three or four in the in the series. So you can catch up on a Friday night at eight thirty for um, a good look around Oxford, if nothing else. And that's on SBS, right? No, that's on the on the ABC. ABC. Okay, there you go. Done it. Write it down. Friday, eight thirty, ABC. Done. Uh, well, there you go, Carol. Any other recommendations? Yep. Keep them coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, two. Um, we saw your post out to the ABC up front. Get your viewing plans for the year ahead. They announced their shows in 2022. Mm. Uh, one highlight I had from that, though, which I think is going to be a cracker, um, is remember that show they had the four-year-old for the oldies show? They had all yes. the four-year-olds set up with the oldies. They're now going to do it with teenagers, which I think is going to be, well, four-year-olds are charming and cute and adorable, but teenagers, oh, dear. Oh, uh, dear. Yeah, 
Um, the, the TikTok generation. I feel sorry for the oldies. What I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. They'll, they'll be rolling their eyes because the oldies don't <laughs> understand technology and they'll be saying to yeah. the oldies, oh, for goodness sake, move, move along. We're going for a walk. We'll never get there. It should be quite good. <laughs> it's going to be entertaining, but I'm like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. I love the, the old for old people's oh, home for the yeah. four-year-olds. That yeah. was just magic. That was magic. This will be magic in a different way. <laughs> Absolutely. And then they got to do the um, teenager's home for four-year-olds. They could, like, mix it up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Grandma comes home to sort out the youngsters. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Yeah, oh, one I was interested in, of course, the uh, Israel Folau documentary, which is quite interesting. Oh, please, no. Why? Apparently that caused a lot of controversy because the Mardi Gras is on the ABC as well. Apparently people are not very happy that these two conflictions are on the same channel. I don't, didn't think it mattered that much because you do we need another diversity of opinions, but- don't you? Do we need another Israel for our show, though? Do we really? I don't know. I'm not sure if that's... Exactly. That guy's Instagram post has been so overcovered that this lacks perspective and intelligence. That's just like... Yeah, what else can they really say that hasn't already been covered? Like, is he actually going to be on it? Is is he being interviewed? But what exactly is it? On the ABC? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, I guess not. That's your, it just answered. Uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's, probably going, it's probably going to be on a program like Compass or something, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Because they do have a religious audience for the ABC. and So it may be that it'll be actually in a segment where they know it'll get viewed by a lot of people who are his supporters. Yeah. Well, yeah. that's it. Compass seems to fit that bill because they've done like Mormons and they've done... <laughs> polygamy and all that type of stuff. Hey, they love all. They, should, they love they should, all that stuff. They should do us, Chris, agnostics, <laughs> or whatever we are. Agnostics, community broadcasters. What do you believe in? Not much. <laughs> <laughs> Don't believe in this. <laughs> we believe. We believe in the dollar. Money, money, oh, money. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah. Well, also, what also, the other one? The, the Assange show is quite weird too because they've kind of got his family to put together the show. I'm like, yeah, that's very odd. That's a bit. Um, let's have someone that's in jail to do a program for their family. Hmm. Well, he's meant to be getting married this week, wasn't he? <laughs> in jail with his wife. I think it was. <laughs> Nothing more romantic than being. In... <laughs> so I wonder if that will be in it. <laughs> Oh. A bit, it feels a bit apparently the show is quite good mm. so I won't judge it till you see it but yeah. it does feel to me to be a bit of a conflict that you've got this guy on there um, mm. having his family tell his story but it's like a strange story right? I leave that sometimes too where I'll, often I'll have the mm. first person storytelling but it kind of feels like you're picking a side of the argument then exactly which they don't seem to really do on the ABC because they never mention how he's like a journalist that was just doing his job or something you know yes well is he a journalist no, I don't know. Depends who you ask. Yeah, it's exactly the answer to the question. Uh, talking of Australian story. Sorry, Chris. Talking of Australian story, they had Grace Tame on this week. Did you see that? Oh, have no, I did, I've always thought there was something quirky about Grace Tame, but it, mm. it appears that when she was younger, she was diagnosed in America as being on the Asperger's, not or the autism spectrum. Oh, really? He's obviously high-functioning, but um, it was really interesting, um, and uh, it, it, it's well worth the watch because um, okay. if she is, as she's been diagnosed on the Asper- uh, the autism spectrum, 
that that is why she's could be the why she's so so outspoken mm. in some circles i think she just tells it like it is but some people think she's too outspoken but people on the spectrum and i would say she's definitely high functioning um often tell it like it is so that explained an awful lot about her and i think you know some of her critics if they watch that program would realize you know what she's gone through and what she's trying to do would you recommend jenny to tell spot about this potentially pardon would you recommend jenny to tell scomo about this potentially? <laughs> um yeah i would yeah. Uh, yeah. i think, I think jenny it? should get in i think jenny will be an easier about this one on the weekend maybe I mean, the, the point is, she t she tells you know exactly what happened, how she was groomed, oh, how she was um, for six months, and even in the press, when the case came to court, it, it was portrayed as young girl has an affair with the teacher, which of course offended her greatly because it was no more an affair than fly to the moon, you know? Mm. Yeah. Oh, okay, very interesting. Written it down, Carol. Have to watch it. Right, and I think Chris, as the as, as the father of girls, it would be a good one for you to watch. Okay, let me just write this one down again. Time Not that I'm saying that you you need to be hyper vigilant, but you know her mother was very understanding when things came to light. So perhaps sometimes we aren't always under, as understanding as we can be. So it was a bit of a lesson in how to deal with these things. So when, but she'd on? certainly gone off the rails. She'd gone to America as a teenager and, and she submits herself had heaps of the wrong sorts of relationships so oh, good honor when's that on yeah it'll be on iview because it was on last monday oh, so okay. you'll have to pick it up on on demand okay yeah. you'd be lucky to catch it as a repeat in well you maybe. might catch it as a repeat on 24 mm. on the on the news channel because sometimes they do repeat during the week so mm. you might be lucky yeah uh, some other notes from the upfronts, though. Uh, Q&A got its new host, the uh, three people panel. Uh, Carol's favourite presenter, Stan Grant, is official. He's all of Carol's favourite presenters, I, actually. I, I, miss, I will be missing way. one in three. I will be missing. I've always been a QA person, you know. I've gone to live shows, but I will be missing one in three. I never thought I would say it, but David Spears is now my hero. What about Virginia Trill? <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, Virginia's Virginia, isn't she? Yeah, you know what you're getting. Yeah, exactly. You know, you know she's exactly got to say, thinking. tell it like it is. Yeah. She can call out the crap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so that's interesting. Yeah, three-person um, host, the rotating host. Uh, Matt Hell's coming back. Uh, Gruen, of course. And uh, Ando's Brush with Fame is not coming back. They'll be back. I guess 2023, maybe even 2024. New show, though. I think his Brush with Fame franchise is gone, I think, is my understanding. Oh, I hope not. I really enjoy it. Well, apparently he doesn't... Well, there's a controversy over there about who was painting the paintings, right, wasn't there? Really? There was yeah, controversy for that show. All he was doing was oh, painting. Because I think apparently he paints from them in advance or something as well, so they're not done all while they're talking. So apparently he paints separately to the conversation, which is kind of, um, I thought, was what he was doing. But That's they kind of use a bit of TV trickery to make you think that he's painting at the same time, apparently oh. was the... And obviously Twitter was outraged by this. Um, and, and, and I'm outraged, because it doesn't... The, no, I'm actually a bit outraged, I was quite impressed. But, like, how does doesn't the whole, isn't the whole concept that he's... Yeah, no, I know he doesn't paint. 
the whole concept is he's like oh i really got that story really built out your eyes on the painting you know and bought it crap like that so like, how does he know that if he's already painted it before <laughs> yeah it was just the problem it breaks the, the illusion now right thanks glenn i can't watch the show again yeah i can ruin many other things for you steve um what <laughs> holiday season do you want to ruin next can you ruin um 7 30 for me <laughs> well, apparently we've got a new host at 7 30 Really? Kitty Flanagan's going to be the host next season. No, I don't believe. <laughs> that was what she said in the upfront, but I think she was joking. But then again, I thought, Kitty Flanagan hosting 7.30, I'd watch the game. I'd probably mock it more, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Quite funny, actually. Oh, so really? I did not know about that brush for him. That's a shame. Oh. <laughs> okay. Sorry to life, Steve. Yeah. Sorry. I'm very disappointed, Glenn. You can tell I'm in awe. <laughs> or, Speechless. Also, the voice that's been uh, about to be filmed again. There's, uh, yeah, it's coming back to Channel 7. So there is tickets still available, I believe, if you'd like to be part of the audience. And uh, to get your hands on those, you've got to head to that'saticket.com.au, I believe, where you can get your free studio uh, tickets to the fully vaccinated, of course. Everything has to be fully vaccinated. Well, it's funny. Well, it's not funny. It's kind of sad. But uh, they managed to squeeze all the filming for the blind auditions in Mm. just before the 15th. I think the last day is like the 14th. Oh, okay. So, yeah. But they're really packing it in there. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Speaking of, I guess, sort of reality TV, it was a week of winners this week. Big Brother VIP got their winner. Uh, Luke Toki? I've never heard of this person. Does anyone know who this is? He's a reality TV person. Is he? And you want a reality TV show? No. (laughs) Okay. The irony. So there you go. <laughs> uh, Anthony McManus won $1 million in hot seat this week. Who's he? Well, he was just a contestant on the hot seat. They had a special at this week because it was a $1 million question. Uh, well, let's see if anyone here can get it, I guess. Uh, I, I, I confess I watched it. Oh, did you know the and answer, I know, I know why that the, the, they put it on at that time as a special because... Following that program was yes. a docu- not a documentary, a docudrama called The Quiz. Yes, I've watched. I think Based Glenn and I have both seen that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I love that show. I love The Quiz. is fantastic. I thought it was pretty good too. Did you watch it, Carol? Did you end up watching The Quiz. Uh, yeah, yeah. What did you think? Did you like it? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, the, they were trivia buffs, really, weren't they? And then they yeah. saw they had an eye for for making a, a dollar. So, yeah, but I, I couldn't understand because my mother put the television on and, and million dollar question or whatever was on yeah. with Eddie. Yeah. And I thought, this is usually on earlier. And I even checked my clock. Yeah, for five o'clock. And I checked my phone. I thought, hmm. oh, well. And then I realized it was the lead into the quiz. So there you go. Hmm. So I won't answer the question. Cause why would they put it on at 8.30 or whatever time it was? Yeah, I won't answer the question because I saw the program. Tell me the question. I don't want to well, make You got the million dollars, right? Yeah, I want the question. What's the question? Well, I want my million bucks, Steve. Come on. I think we've lost Steve. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. He had one I don't think question. He's, I don't think he's got a million dollars. That might be the problem. Glenn, he had one question and he, he bypassed Oh, you want the question, Chris? Oh, you didn't see it. Okay. So um, we have the second question. Which of these, the Kelvin Christian, B, Taylor, 
No, we've lost you again, Steve. You're out of here. <laughs> uh, now you've muted yourself. I was trying to keep you guessing. <laughs> okay, all right. Let's Damn, go. internet. Terrible quiz show. He's time. got suspense going. He's got the suspense. He's like, you're at the edge of the scene. We'll come back after the break, after this interruption. Yeah. Isn't that what Eddie does on the program? We'll yeah. get to this after. We'll get to the answers after. You're worse than Sonia. Oh, she's everywhere, isn't she? <laughs> okay. okay, so which of these classic literary works was published first? Uh, the Count of Monte Cristo, A Tale of Two Cities, War and Peace, or Lay Miserable? Miserable. <laughs> Miserables. Miserables. They miserable or whatever. <laughs> I lock in B. D. Okay. Um, I, I lock in A. Oh, let's see who's correct. Drum roll, please. Uh, Carol is correct. The counter. Carol watched the show. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You don't get the million dollars. No. Isn't that what happens in quiz? It shows the cheating scandal as well. So Exactly. You made the connection. You realised what I was doing. I was cheating. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> so there you go. A million dollars for Carol. Um, no. She watched it. She cheated. She ain't having the million bucks. <laughs> Uh, also this week, The Bachelorette had their final. Brooke chose David. So she ended up choosing a male. Right. Instead of a female? Was it, I don't get it. Wasn't that the whole, what the show was all about? I don't know. Um, so there you go. Uh, also, anything else in television, anyone? Oh, I've got two great stories. Oh. Um, it's a conservative MP in the UK has found out why young men are committing crime. <laughs> and he has got an interesting theory um, is apparently it's a lack of male role models on TV. Because now the women are replacing as a female Doctor Who, there's a female Ghostbuster, um, and, and basically there's not enough male role models or superheroes for the poor boys to stop them doing the crime. Oh, that's good. This guy must have to go down as a... I don't know. Do we have a Dill of the Week segment? We probably should have one because that is the most absurd so the, reason. The, la the lack of male representation in television. <laughs> yes, yes, because that's been a concern for quite some time. Carol, is this true? Can you... Women taking over television, it's the problem? Um, well... <laughs> it's it's there's, there's a thesis in that one. Um... All I can say is power to the young girls now if they've got r loads of role models, but I don't see a female Doctor Who as being a role model, do you? Get into your phone box and take off? No. <laughs> but the other question is, is, if this theory was correct, let's say, let's say her argument's like he had a point, were women doing all the crime beforehand? Was there a woman crime declined now that they've got all the role models? Oh, well, that's a good question. Not but to ruin his theory, but... <laughs> You've got to remember that behind every good man, there's a better woman. And, of course, there might have been a lot of male crime, but it was the women that organised it. So, yeah, 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 there's an, yeah he is a deal, isn't he? Nick Fletcher, if you want to um, tweet him later, if you want to go on deal watch. Yeah, uh, I've got to see this, where he said this. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's a speech in Parliament. Oh, is it really? Can they pay this guy? Oh, That's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, people are calling him an idiot, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, Twitter loved him. I think Twitter lapped him up. I think he's the Twitter moment of the week. That's and then what about Kevin Spacey, too? Apparently Kevin Spacey's in a bit of trouble 
Um, after his sexual harassment allegations, his contract apparently reckons that he has to owe the production company $31 million for implementing their script, basically, because of his contract clause. They said that um, he should act in perfectly at all times, and he didn't, obviously, and mm. ruined the series. The series got axed, I guess, because of this, and they had to rewrite the end of the season and make it rather not that interesting. And mm. they wanted to pay $31 million. Um, oh, wow, for the changes. For a breach of contract, basically, which is pretty oh. crazy thought, whether it gets up or not. But um, yeah. the arbitrator reckons that's the ruling. Um, wow. I wonder if that will change behaviour at $31 million. Well, I imagine he's got $31 million to pay, so it won't change his behaviour. Really, though? I don't know. It'll, it'll change someone else's behaviour, for sure. Yeah. Not that he's going to keep doing it. It's, I'm not saying that. <laughs> well, he hasn't got a job at any last time I checked, so sexual harassment in the workplace is probably a, no, exactly. not going to happen in a hurry. Uh, but, they, yeah, I guess they want to be compensated for what he did as well. Yeah. Are they right to get compensation for that? If you pick the wrong employee, do you then get to charge I the I think so, because for... it was a delay in production. It put a lot of people out of jobs for all the amount of time they had to yeah. stop working as well, which was a year, wasn't it? It was quite a while. Um yeah, do the changes in script writing. Uh, yeah, I mean, he, prob- kind of, he probably had a, a, a contract that wasn't watertight, so they found a clause in the contract that makes yep. it comfortable. You needed a better lawyer, is my suggestion. I think yeah. there'll be a few people getting their contracts adjusted after that. I would imagine. <laughs> Who put a clause in there like that? Well, because it's pretty, it's pretty, um, it's it's. So obviously, in this day and age, where obviously you know ScoMo's written cancel culture, of course, but mm. you know if someone gets you know as priced at it, because it's about reputation, right? Whether your reputation's been damaged, that's all that this clause was about. Mm. It's pretty openly interpreted clause in that case to say your reputation's been damaged, and it's very subjective measurement as opposed to like in his case, it's probably a bit clear cut, but there's a little more grey areas I think with that one than than not if this gets the precedent, but. Interesting ruling, though. 31 million bucks. Why 31 million? How'd they calculate that? They done all the thumbs and all the rearranging oh. the sets. The lo- and I, I've had to be lost economic opportunity, too, because obviously the idea they wanted mm. another season or the show would have kept going. Oh. Um, they can add in all sorts of things like that. Because that's the impact of these. And, and when they fire these people, too, like in that case, when Spacey did get fired, mm. I think it's spot on, Chris, all the other people in that show got fired, too. And they didn't do anything wrong. They just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. Hmm. In the wrong show. With the wrong star. But they didn't know what was doing wrong stuff at the time. <laughs> yeah, I don't think the camera guy had any idea. He's just like, camera can I film? Absolutely. <laughs> He's just doing his job. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Uh, anything else in television? And Anything to look forward to in the coming week? Carol, Chris, anything you're looking forward to watching? Uh, oh, Glenn, any recommendations? No. Well, Chris has some homework to do, of course. Australia story and and young Morse. <laughs> well, I think that inside Central Station, that's finished now, isn't it? Is that, uh, oh, that was yeah, it's on serious. track work at the moment. It's on track work. they got to fix the cracks in the... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's actually a good case. I'm going to listen to the Adele album, actually. Very popular, the Adele album, isn't it? Glenn, make sure you listen to it from start to end, otherwise she'll yell at you. Actually, did you... <laughs> The shuffle button, the rude lady. I like that. I like the shuffle button. <laughs> exactly. Did I've you, made it that way. Well, did yeah. you watch her? It's gonna rubbish off. Did you watch her last week on Channel Seven? No. Last how was it? Was actually yeah. Was quite good actually. Yeah. 
Yeah. Not bad. Ooh, okay. Hmm. I think they could have went into more, like, it was, you know, more detail about her life and all that kind of stuff. I think there was just too much singing. So, yeah. Well, they're trying to sell the album. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, some more information about her would yeah, be, you know, good. Like, But, hmm. yeah. Anyway. No, it wasn't bad. Are you looking forward to anything during the week? No, I, I don't even look at the program. I just take potluck and surf through the channel when I'm when I'm free. So that's how I picked uh, Australian Story. I didn't know that it was, you know, it was going to be a good one. So it was a bit of luck. Yeah, I remember you said you used to check the TV guide and you'd yeah, no, no, you no. don't even do that anymore. No, 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 no. no. I, because otherwise, if you check the guide, you think, oh, I'll stop at eight, I'll watch this, I'll watch this, I'll watch this. And you waste a lot of time watching stuff. Yeah, so yeah. I just think, oh, I've got spare half an hour. I'll watch something. Yeah, whatever's on. I watched Bluey. Oh, I loved Bluey. You remember Bluey started on Monday? Well, yeah. I watched 8 a.m. on Monday morning. I watched the new series of Bluey. Oh, that's nice. And you enjoyed it? <laughs> oh, I always enjoy Bluey. I mean, they reckon it's for kids. and, and But, you know, it's... Yeah, it's well, it Bluey, the adults as well. Absolutely. Well, Bluey won an ARI Award this week as well. Yeah. For its music. So there you go. Um, Glenn, anything from you? Um, I'm going to be watching the Summer Monday sales, I think, actually. I think that's um, <laughs> not on TV, but shopping season, right? Yeah, Black Friday and Cyber, Cyber Monday sales. <laughs> I don't have anything to actually buy, but no, I just... It dazzles. <laughs> right, well, there you go. Can I right. buy a piece of junk I don't need for a cheap price? Of course you can. <laughs> All right, we'll go to music and then come back with sport. Hopefully no more crying cricketers. I'm sick of Oh, this. you're going to be disappointed, see. <laughs> Back to the Wild West. That was a very nice song, Chris. Who was that? Uh, Enrique Iglesias, hero. That was Enrique Iglesias. Wow. Yeah. Who he take your breath away, see? He did with that song. Usually he's into his like, <laughs> pop and, you know, club music. So that's very refreshing. That's old. That's early 2000s, that one. Is it? Wow. Well, there you go. Well, in our new segment, Steve realises the music that was in the 2000s. <laughs> For your time, right, Steve? Uh, it depends how early in the 2000s you're talking. <laughs> I reckon maybe 2001, 2002. Okay. Around there, yeah. When he was, was, like, big in the music industry. Yeah. Right. Oh, wow, that's too tough. <laughs> that's a bit mean. He's still big, obviously. <laughs> I forgot to mute then, my mistake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're on air, Steve, right? <laughs> I know, time to talk sport. Let's do it. Um, wow. Tim Payne is done. He decided to end his career. Well, no, he's having an extended break. So oh, but so when's right. he coming back from this break? <laughs> Good question. <laughs> Carol, any idea when Tim Payne's coming back from his break? Who's coming back from their break? You've got about him already. Exactly. Remember the middle stump from last week? The middle stump? Oh, but he's Cummings has come back. So we've lost middle stump for Cummings, so that's good. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I, yeah. look, I, on my show on Thursday, I put out the things that they should have for the new captain, like should be able to cry, you know, should be a carpenter and able to handle sandpaper. Yeah. yeah I'm just, yeah. I mean, I just think he should have gone. 
you know, Absolutely. have a clean sweep, for goodness sake. It's a game. Get home, get home. Hey, <laughs> move on. It would have been his perfect opportunity to send a pic to uh, Jackie with a number being published this week. Oh, that is true. I wonder if someone oh. redirected that photo to her. Hey, to, Jackie, to her Jackie, Jackie would have said, seen one, seen them all. <laughs> yeah, who's had it worse off, though? Sandpaper Man's back, right? So the Sandman's back. He's yes, fucking, yeah. no, he's, he's vice captain. Vice people are not uh, happy, of course. They're very angry about this. Um, Which is worse, though, middle stump or Sandman? No, middle for sure. Middle's for sure. Okay, wow. Yeah. Then okay. Sandpaper all he did was grace I reckon, a, cr- a ball. I reckon, I reckon cricket fans would probably say Sandman's worse. Oh, Carol, Chris, what do you think, Sandman Ooh. or or Sandman? Uh, <laughs> definitely the Sandman. <laughs> Hey, hey, you forgetting, fellas, they were both cheating. One yeah. was cheating on Ooh, them. Yes. One was trying to cheat the other team. Hey, I don't think there's any difference. What about they one label, was... label, cheat. Mm, yeah, that is true, yes. Even though one was cleared of cheating and nothing... Cricket Australia said, no, no cheating here. It's fine. No, because they didn't... hadn't got the... They're cheating when they cheated on his wife. That's something <laughs> they were checking out on. <laughs> they, looked at, they looked elsewhere. <laughs> I think the only difference is probably size. That's it. Well, one's five nine, one's six. One day we'll go back to this conversation and go, "What was this all about?" And we'll say, "Oh, he's training cricket captain." Oh, dearie me, what's the new one done now? Does anyone remember the Ashes? Is actually come? <laughs> yeah, I don't know about the Ashes. Who cares about the actual game? Is that boring? Oh. <laughs> I mean, the one thing cricket does need is this scandal, really, because quite frankly. I didn't even know cricket was on otherwise, so... Absolutely. I've never talked about cricket more in my life, ever. You're right, Glenn. All they're playing for is a load of ashes. <laughs> this is more ashes, ashes to ashes, too. dust to dust. Yeah. This is more exciting. Bloody hell. I think they've taken a leaf out of the NRL book, basically, you know. Mm. Controversy keeps you in the paper, basically. It's very true, it is. People have probably put more eyes on cricket than they ever have recently. But I do find the idea that these people never come back from their this deed seems a little bit unrealistic. Mm. Like, this Sanskrit never meant to play cricket ever again. Is that the solution? Or and that seems um, to be a recurring is- thing. Someone does something wrong, like one of the most smallest things, and they're like exiled forever. Well, he's also not a small thing, but yeah, it, it still feels. Like well, you know what I mean. I'm not saying it's small. Yeah, but like yeah. But it does feel like it seems like it's well, particularly yeah. the idea is you've been every wrong for like even the spectators, right? If a spectator does something wrong, like there's a new you run across the um, pitch, it's like ban them for life. Like, how are you get a rec- recognise them in twenty years and like sneaking the football match? That's my favourite one. Mm. They always you know ban them for life. They're banned for life. They'll never let them back in again. It's always this tough talk nonsense, and it's like yeah, crucify them, get rid of them. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, that's it. I think it's a little bit too harsh, but. He, it's his choice. That's what he said. He decided to. Yeah, nobody yeah. nobody that, pushed him. Nobody coerced him. Well, I reckon the Barmy Army's little um, repertoire of songs they had ready for him probably was a bit of a <laughs> giveaway, I reckon. I reckon they would have gave him a bit of grief. Oh, you think they had things planned? If, you, if we know the British, well, Carol, you know, she's a bit British. She might have known, but the Barmy Army wouldn't let that one side to the keeper. Oh, no. No way, Jose. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> that would be gold. That would be magic. <laughs> Oh, I wanted to hear that it. Gi- that would give them a reason for fighting and being in the army. Absolutely. <laughs> Even if it is barmy. Oh, I no. love I love the barmy army. I, I, I'm all for the barmy army. Keep them honest. Yeah. And the Ashes won't have the barmy army this year, right? 
be a very toned down local version of the Barmy Army. So the funny about the Ashes that won't be there this year will be the Barmy Army because well, so it might be there actually because the um, backpackers are allowed in now, right? Yeah. Oh, I think the backpackers are all locked down in Byron Bay, aren't they? Once they had a little Byron Bay holiday home, yeah. <laughs> 80 backpackers <laughs> locked down. I think that's the Barmy Army that's gone. Good <laughs> keep them in Byron Bay. <laughs> We're locked down for national security reasons, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, the A-League season is in full swing. We have the local derby today, MacArthur and Sydney FC. Oh, that should be a fun game, Glenn. What do you reckon? Ah, oh, well, how can you say? Two teams I don't care much for. Probably say MacArthur <laughs> over Sydney FC because, yeah, how much Sydney FC? When they win too much these days. No. Uh, we, can't, we can't let them win all the time. Even though it was a draw... Um, last week in the uh, other derby with the Wanderers. Yeah, I watched that. Disappointing, wasn't it? It's not a bad match, but I'm kind of disappointed. I kind of wanted a result, actually. I kind of was like, hmm. I kind of, it was pretty evenly matched. I don't know, I couldn't really pick who was going to win that one. It was just kind of one of those soccer matches which was like, didn't really need to play that one. Nothing much Mm. happened. Mm. Carol, did you see? Few chances. No, but I'll be ringing my cowbell today. Oh, the, the big games today, right? That's right. I'll be ringing my cowbell. Ooh. There's a bigger game today as well. There is the friendly between America and the Matildas. Huge yeah. match. How do you think that's going to go? Go Australia. Go Matildas, of well, course. Uh, yeah, go the Matildas, but they've been a bit scratchy, haven't they? Yep. And the Americans are, well, the world champions, right? Yep. Ooh. So go, it's going to be interesting. Anyway. Go Matildas. Yeah, oh yeah, go Matilda. Oh yeah, that's the hell of the Americans win anything. God almighty. <laughs> 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 at, least, at least we'll agree with something good China for a day. <laughs> the Americans shouldn't win. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that should be quite it. Is that going to be on any channel or what's it going to be on? It's Where on people 10 watch it? today, actually. It's on 10 in that Paramount Plus thing, whatever they call it. Oh, another streaming so There you go. <laughs> <laughs> but it's on 10 as well, so you don't have to pay for it. So oh, I absolutely. think those batches are um, on free-to-air TV. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rugby World Cup is coming up. Glenn, that's going to be... Yeah, well, apparently Australia's, Australia's got a new technique <laughs> of winning sporting events. It's similar to how we got the 2032 Olympics. Hmm. Is that no one else is interested in the Rugby World Cup, and basically it's like, oh, well, you're the preferred candidate because no one else turned up, so congratulations, you can host it. <laughs> Just out of, like, desperation, is <laughs> it? Well, because no one really wants to host anything right now because of the COVID situation mm. and to commit to that, a lot of countries aren't really keen on it. Even the crazy countries aren't keen anymore, the Qatars and Russias and people like that, that, you know, want it for a bit of cachet. Um, but Australian sportsmen Australians seem to be picking up all the events in a market that's kind of a, I guess, a hoster's market, I guess, kind of host a sporting. I reckon, Steve, you put a submission in for the 2036 Olympics, you'd probably undo it at Mount. Do it in my backyard. Do any backyard, probably, I think, seems to be the go at the moment. It's just not keen. Like, it's hard if you're a government to go out to your mm. electorate right now and say, oh, we're going to host some expensive sporting event. Um, so they've picked that one up quite easily, to be honest. Now with this new Omicron fear and whatever issues are going on at the moment, who really wants to put their hand up? But then again, like, by the time 2027 20, turns up, you would hope it's not a problem there. <laughs> We said that by 2022. <laughs> yes, we did say that. And I did, my, I did see someone the other day say on TV, say 2022 is going to be a better year. I said, do not say this. Do not tempt 2022 to get... They, 
They said that about 2021, remember? And we'll do not say like that. Do nine not. months or... <laughs> and look what happened after Omnicron happened. I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> so people just keep their opinions to themselves. 2022, you're going to be miserable and it'll be fine. <laughs> but either way. Carol, looking forward to the Rugby World Cup? Well, our, our team's not very good at the moment, are they? They can't win a, win a game. So last time they were good is when they hosted it though in the twenty twenty. Was last time I think an Australian rugby team won anything close to important. Yeah, I mean they just can't get their act together, can they? Um, the NBL preseason is still on at the last couple of games, and then they're back to the full seasons. Uh, well, I guess season one starting next week. The Jack Jumpers not off to a good start. They lost their recent game against the Perth Wildcats. Still love that name. I think they might need a new name. <laughs> They're too hyped up on their name, I think. You think a thing called Jack Jumpers will be able to jump and throw the ball in the hoop, right? They just keep getting squashed. <laughs> no, that's it. But the uh, Sydney Kings aren't looking any better. They lost against New Zealand last week as well. Um, so we'll have to wait and see when the new season, well, I guess the proper season starts uh, next week. We'll see who. How they go. A pen trade this week, though, made her come back. She's fine. Everything's okay. No issues. She was just having alone time with her family. Carol, Glenn, can you believe? Chris, can you believe this? Just magically disappeared, and then now she's back in like pre-planned videos. I thought maybe is what it looks might, like to me. I thought maybe she might have been pregnant or something. Oh, oh, that's a good one, Chris. Didn't think of that. Well, you never know. Stranger things have happened. Well, the rumor was she got kidnapped. I think Carol wasn't. She got kidnapped. I think she upset the government because she had an allegation yeah. against one of the Chinese yeah. um, government ministers, and you don't really make those allegations without disappearing. So, um, no. and I'm not here next week. <laughs> Did you make any allegations this week? Not today. No, the Chinese are wonderful. You've, you've still got no, no, well, ten minutes now. The next. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. See what we can arrange in the like, next ten minutes. <laughs> But, um, yeah, Carol, do you believe it? They had this pre-planned video, you know, she was um, eating dinner with, I don't know, family. Oh, yeah, they're very good at, at you know, hosing things down, aren't they? Do you oh, believe That's a question. No, I don't believe it too many, the Too many people think it's sus mm. and that there were so many complaints about not being able to be in contact with her that they've staged something and then they hope it'll all die down. Yeah, and then she did on. She said she was fine on social media, like no live video or audio or anything. So well, they, had, they had a playing, playing with a few kids, didn't they? And a, and a few um, in a white padded room. Yeah, and, <laughs> and a few members of the party, you know, smiling and clapping and cheering. Oh so yeah, yeah. It is what it is. You know what you're getting. Yeah. Um, she'll probably be, in, in no time now. She'll be defecting. I, I think. Now she knows she's got some support. Mm. She may, um, I mean, some of them don't defect because of the fact they've got their family and they think their family back home will suffer. But some just think, well, I'll go for broke and I'll just, you know, hope they're all right. And I think the IOC was involved in this one quite a lot too because they were apparently behind the scenes organising this call because for them it was a bit awkward. They've got the Beijing Winter Games coming up and obviously China's record on making people disappear is... Um, would be a bit of a scar on that event, I think, and 
they were kind of involved and then people were a bit criticising them so I was kind of very, very softly, softly, not calling it out, but kind of just they organised the call apparently behind the scenes. So um, interesting times. Yeah. Now apparently in tennis there's been rumours that the Davis Cup is going to be hosted in the Middle East. Why not? But why so? Now, like, the question. Yeah, well that's, well, that's what <laughs> Leighton Hewitt has come out and said. That's ridiculous. It's not true. <laughs> they can rename it the Ali Davis Cup. Oh, yeah. Oh, the Ali Davis. But where's the host Ali, of Ali Davis. <laughs> that's good, Carol. Absolutely. But where's the host normally? It isn't a host in different countries around the world anyway, yeah. so why being Middle East is a big deal, I'm understanding. Uh, they, could, they could have one game there, couldn't they? Mind you, I'm trying to think of a Middle Eastern tennis player, but uh, <laughs> I'll, get back to, I'll get back to you on that one. I don't think I've seen many <laughs> Middle Eastern tennis players. But... That is true, Glenn, yeah. <laughs> now that you mentioned it. I'm going to Google this. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck. Um, I don't think there's any. None of the big name players are from the Middle East. Um, okay, there are some, but there are some, but they're not. No, like you know, how many Indian tennis players are there? Not oh, that is true. Yeah. None ranked in like the two hundred top two hundred and fifty. That's my guess. <laughs> well, yeah, tennis is very much a rich person's game, right? It's usually in rich countries is where tennis yeah. gets played. Absolutely. Because you need tennis balls, apparently. And I know why tennis balls are expensive, but apparently they are. Yeah, looking forward to the Australian Open starting next year and tennis season back into normal. And yeah, so. Well, they announced the pre-season for the um, tennis as well, too, the um, ATP Cup. So Sydney's going to have a lot of tennis, apparently. Mm. Um, some of the other states' border closures aren't going to have as much happening because, obviously, getting people in and out of them is getting quite difficult. So Sydney's probably going to pick up a lot more tennis action over the summer. Mm. Um, as you know, the Queenslanders and to be fair, the Queenslanders had that much sport. They probably need a break from sport, to be honest. Yeah, they had all the sport. Much. They had the whole sport for the whole entire year for everything, basically. Yeah, and they've got the, the Olympics AFL coming and, up as well. Yeah, exactly. They don't need any more sport. They had all the AFL and NRL all season, so mm -hmm. um, yeah, looks like Sydney and Melbourne will win out of that. So, yeah, Sydney. Song. Ready to go. <laughs> What's coming up on World on News? Actually, a lot of stuff. It's uh, almost the end of the season now, so uh, we don't have any more World Rally, but we'll talk about who became champion. Um, Formula One is on a hiatus at the moment this weekend, just uh, getting ready to go into the new racetrack in Jeddah next weekend. And um, the V8 Supercars having a break this weekend. Thank God for the weather. And then they'll be in for the big race. Um, street scene? I don't know what's happening on the street scene. I don't think very much is happening on the street scene, except everybody's putting their cars away in the garage um, because of the rain. So uh, La Nina has not been very nice to the motoring world, but very good for the, for the grass and for the land. I mean, I mowed my, my grass last week. It's like that high now, so... And um, that's it. The program is, is there, ready, full on. We'll talk about a million things and uh, we'll start talking about the summer nets for next year. We've got some tickets to give away, but that will be next week, probably. Excellent. And, and uh, uh, just exciting. briefly, where's the music heading this week? Oh, the music. Oh, the music. I was waiting for you to ask me about the music. Ah. The music is heading into Europe, very much into Europe this weekend. Uh, and a bit of the Middle East. And, you know, it's a bit of South America. 
and, right. and, and, and around the, the, the Aussie world. And the world is nice. It's just beautiful. Music is just like life. <laughs> and uh, before we go, uh, Glenn, Carol, any parting words? Cheerio. <laughs> See you next week. I think that's something about it. I don't know what else to eat. See you next week. Thanks, Chris, as always. That's okay. Not a problem. Glenn will be be here next week. He didn't say nothing wrong to China, nothing bad about China, so he will be here. I need a China. We all have the Chinese. We've got 30 seconds to upset China. They make good good food occasions. Go on, quick. You've got, uh, what, 10 seconds? Well, here's some props to them. They have no advertising over there. Really? Yeah, I learned that this week. Thanks no, to thanks to uh, Millionaire Hot Seat. So there you go. <laughs> Maybe it might be Steve.